Let's stand and go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, just whisper out a thank you to him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Certainly we thank and praise God for his goodness. The word is the bread of life. It's a living word. 
It's not just the word, but it's a living word that will revive your soul. It will heal your body. It will deliver you from the things that you need deliverance from. If you allow it, you must allow the word of God to live within you. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace and your mercy this day. We thank you, Lord God, for what you have done. We thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do and how you will bless your people, how you will bless, Lord God, the listeners, the hearers of your word, Lord, and those that are obedient to your will. Father, we thank you right now, Lord God, and for your goodness. We thank you for all that you have done. We thank you for what you are going to do for us this evening. Father, we pray and ask that you would bless those that are under the sound of my voice, those that have pressed their way throughout the weather, Lord Jesus, those that are uh, pressing their way uh, uh, through other means, Lord God, we thank you right now for your kindness. Lord God, we thank you for your obedience, Lord God, the sacrifices that have been made, Lord Jesus, and we pray and ask that you would bless, Lord. We know your word says that you will not forget our work and labor of love, Lord Jesus, and we thank you right now, Savior. We thank you for those that, that don't faint, that are holding on. Lord Jesus, and I pray for that strength, O oh Lord God. Lord Jesus, as they, they go from day to day and as they deal with whatever uh, struggles that come along, whatever attacks that may come along, Lord. Lord Jesus, we thank you right now, Savior, in Jesus' name. Now pray and ask that you bless pastors, Lord, across the land. Lord, your ministers, evangelists, Lord, those that are reaching out to souls, those that are teaching, those that are helped, those, O oh Lord God, that have yielded themselves to be your servants, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, bless your name, Jesus. Lord God, as they go forward to do your will, Lord, and to help others, we pray and ask that you would strengthen them in their body, their mind, their soul, in Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Bless your name, Jesus. Certainly, we thank and praise God for his goodness for this day, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I want to thank God for uh, those that are joining Sunday Morning Live, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Again, we're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I am faithful. Oh, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Now, as I was preparing, the Lord gave this to me. And, and, and so I want you to listen and listen means to be silent. Uh, I, I want you to get this. Listen means to be silent. Uh, look at both those words and look at the letters of those words. Uh, listen and silent. Whatever your situation is, whatever you're dealing with, I want you to stop and think about it. I want you to honestly Examine the matter to see if your situation is because of something you committed or omitted. If you honestly evaluate the matter, go to God, patiently wait or patiently uh, face the situation with obedience to his word, and he will bring you out. But not only will the Lord bring you out, but he will recompense you. Yes, he will recompense you, meaning that God will reward you. Sometimes, as a child, have you ever got in trouble? I'm going to look this way. <laughs> have you ever got in trouble, and after getting in trouble, uh, you, you 
uh, all of you got some kind of reward. Maybe you got a treat. Maybe you got an extra scoop of ice cream or, you know, <laughs> or, or something or something along those lines. You know, I remember getting in trouble a few times and uh, and and while I was off doing what I was supposed to be doing after getting in trouble, uh, my dad would slip me some money. You know, he, even though he chastened me, he also blessed me. And so I'm here tonight and prophetically speaking, uh, this is what the Lord told me to give to those. And that is if you evaluate the situation and go to God and talk to him about it and wait patiently while facing that situation with obedience to his word, he will bring you out and he will recompense you as well. Our Sunday morning, our Sunday worship begins at 8 a.m. And Tuesday, inside the pages, is a comprehensive Bible study that begins at 7 p.m. We are praising and worshiping our Lord and Savior as we journey through the book of Acts and Ezekiel. Uh, visit, you can visit connectingtruth.org and click on God on Demand for archived messages. My prayer is that something is said to strengthen your faith in God, uh, there are many that are are uh, that are wobbling and wavering, and uh, you know that is the ideal of the enemy is to make you faint if he can. But the Bible said that we should not faint. Hold on, the Lord will reward you. Uh, so, uh, with that being said, we want to open our Bibles to the book of uh, to the book of Ezekiel. That's what we're in this evening as we. Uh, finish a recap of uh, uh, the four faces in one direction. And, and so that is Ezekiel. And the Bible said, now it came to pass, Ezekiel, the first chapter, I'm sorry, first chapter, uh, one through the 10th verse. It said, now it came to pass in the 13th year, in the fifth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captains by the river of Chabar that the heavens were open and I saw the visions of God. Now God wants to show you something. And so he has to put, uh, sometimes God has to put us in the place where he want us to be. And, and, it, and it will make us uncomfortable at times in order for him to show us the vision that he wants. John was on the Isle of Patmos for the word of God and the testimony of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, when he received the great vision uh, as the Lord ministered to him and gave him the messages to the angel of the church, uh, the churches uh, that he that he delivered to them, as well as the great vision that he saw concerning uh, the end of days. And so uh, God sometimes places us in situations. You'll find yourself in a situation and it seems terrible. But if you if you look at it, you will also find that there is revelation that there is an anointing there. There is something that God is, is pouring into your spirit, something that God is dealing with you uh, about. And, and sometimes we just overlook because we're so anxious and so uh, desiring to get out of what we're dealing with that we can easily overlook a lesson that God is presenting or something that he is trying to show us. Uh, someone uh, said that uh, one time they said that, um, People were praying and saying, Lord, I want to be out of this situation. And uh, God was saying, no, um, this is the best fellowship we've had. 
And so sometimes our situation causes us to spend more time with the Lord. And when we have it easy, we may not spend as much time in prayer, as much time in the word, as much time crying out to him. And so it will, the Bible said, all things work for the good of them that love the Lord. And so even in a terrible situation, the love of God will give you and help you uh, in that situation. As we see with uh, Ezekiel, who was by the river of Jabbar, that the heavens were open and he saw the visions of God. In the fifth day of the month, which was the fifth year of King Jehoiakim captivity, the word of the Lord came expressly unto Ezekiel, the priest, the sons of the son of Buzai in the land of the Chaldeans by the river of Chabar. And the hand of the Lord was there upon him. I'm here tonight to say the hand of the Lord is upon someone. I'm not just throwing it out there, but I know the hand of the God, the hand of the God that I serve is on you. And you need to know when God's hand is up on you, you need to know that if you are saved, if you are a believer, if you are living the word of God, know that the hand of God is up on you. God, matter of fact, you, the hand of God is not just up on you, but you are in his hand. And so God is holding you up. And so Ezekiel said that the hand of the Lord was upon him. And he looked and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself and a brightness was about it. And out of the mist thereof as the color of amber and out of the mist of the fire. Also out of the mist thereof came the likeness of four living creatures and this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. Everyone had four faces and everyone had four wings and their feet were straight feet and the sole of their feet was like the soles of calf's foot and they sparkled like the color of varnished or burnished brass. And they had the hand of a man under their wings on their four sides and they four had the face faces and their wings. Their wings were joined one to another. They turned not whether they went. They went everyone straight forward. They all they went straight forward. They went straight forward. And so as they asked for the likeness of their faces, they four had the face of a man and the face of a lion on the right side and the face of an ox on the left side, they four also had the face of an eagle. Uh, we're talking about four, the, uh, about four faces in one direction. And this evening is the face of the eagle. Now, note, and I, I've said this before, and I, I'm going to repeat it again. There are three things that solidified Ezekiel's call to ministry, and that was God uh, gave him a vision uh, relating to the immediate situation or circumstances of the people that he was going to be dealing with. The word of the Lord was clear, specific, and uh, deliberate to the current situation, and the hand of the Lord was upon him for the task at hand. Also out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures and they were their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. And we've talked about this and uh, they had four faces, every one of them and their wings. And but they also had the face of a lion and the face of an ox and the face of an eagle. The eagle is mentioned 33 times in scripture. 
the ego represents swiftness. Uh, we can see this just even in our in our natural life. And that's what I'm describing here. The ego represents swiftness, power, protection, fierceness, strength and known for having excellent vision. I had the pleasure of taking an Alaska cruise and while there, an eagle about 200 yards away, as I was looking out there at it because it was pretty large, uh, I guess it decided to have a closer look too because it, it, it took off and it flew over where we were and flew over us and it was huge. As the eagle flew over my head, the wingspan appeared to be about six feet across and his body about three feet and uh, uh, his claws, just seeing the claws that and, and comparing it to the size of the salmon that that was also in the stream that was swimming upstream, uh, that was pretty big. That was pretty strong, pretty uh, masculine in whatever it needed to do or being a female, pretty strong and pretty big to, to grab one of the salmons and feed the young. And so as we continued the tour, there was an area with a wounded eagle being nursed back to health and standing next to the person uh, that was nursing it, it was large enough to easily overwhelm the caretaker and anyone else. Ezekiel was shown a vision of seraphims representing God's concern for humanity the nation of Israel, and the everlasting gospel, the ox, and the strength, the power and protection, as well as uh, the strip uh, judgment uh, that was going to come because they opposed uh, his sovereign order. Now, Isaiah 4 and 31 says, uh, and this is a common message that people have quoted, they have claimed, they have uh, accepted it very well, and it says this, it says um, that, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles and they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. Now, this passage, as I said, has been claimed. It has been well accepted. People like quoting it and the Lord used this as a symbol for all. Uh, the Lord has used this. Uh, but I, I need to know and I need you to know that uh, this symbol is not used in conjunction with what we do on social media and how we hang our dirty laundry out uh, and in the name of waiting upon the Lord. Uh, people that say they're waiting up on the Lord know how to do what? Be silent or listen and be silent. Uh, we have to learn that there is an an important message within the message itself. And that is for us to hear what the Lord is saying. Uh, we like to claim or people like to claim uh, the blessings of the Lord, but they don't want to claim the discipline that also comes along with it. There is a uh, criteria that comes along with being blessed. It is a uh, the ego represents a promise of protection for those that wait on the Lord, for those that listen, for those that are silent, and those that are uh, carrying out the word of God and living in obedience to his word. God had Moses to tell the people in Deuteronomy 28 and 49. He said, the Lord will bring a nation against you from far away, 
from the ends of the earth like an eagle swooping down a nation whose language you will not understand. And so the Lord uses the eagle not just as a protection, a positive thing, but he uses uh, the, the symbol of an eagle as, as swift judgment upon those that don't adhere to his word. Uh, how do you want the eagle to, or the symbolicness of the eagle to be for you? Wouldn't you rather it be protection? Wouldn't you rather to be protected by such a, a fierce, strong, swift uh, a vision of an, of an instrument rather than having it work against you? Uh, many times when things that we do will cause the word of God to work against us instead of working for us. And so we want the word of God to work for us on our behalf. We want the word of God to keep us and to bless us to walk and, and to, so that we hear his voice say, well done, good and faithful servant. The Bible lets us know that they refuse to hear it because they would not believe. When you don't believe what is being said, then you turn a deaf ear. You don't hold on to it. You don't embrace it. You don't retain it. You don't maintain it. You don't repeat it to yourself. Uh, you don't take the word of God, as the Bible said, hang it about your neck. You know, put it on the doorpost of your home. Put it on the refrigerator. Put it someplace where you see it. Put it someplace so that when your children uh, see it, they will ask about it. They, they want a better understanding because they see that you're interested in this. Uh, you know, I, I thank God because I was listening to uh, to to um, to LG and LG was was talking about uh, watching worship. He said, "You know what?" He said, I, "I was in the car with my mom, and she was singing praises unto the Lord, and she began to uh, just worship Him and to and to bless Him." Now he didn't use those words, but he was descriptive enough for me to understand at his age exactly what he was saying. It is good when nobody is around you that you're praising God. It is good when there's nobody observing you uh, that you don't have to fake a shout. Uh, you know, people go to a service and they sit down and they, you know, as soon as the organ plays, then they have a dance. And when the organ stops, uh, you know, they sit down. They're, they're good with that. You know, they got their shondo on. They got their shout on. And they, uh, you know, but what is the Lord saying about that? They refuse to hear the word of God because they did not believe it. And, and so I, I need to know, do you listen? Do you remember to listen and be silent? Do you believe the word of God today as as his word uh, or is it a cliche? The Bible tell us over in first Corinthians, the 10th chapter, uh, verse one through seven. It said, moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were baptized unto Moses in the cloud in the sea. And all did eat the same spiritual meat and, and did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. But many of them, God was not well pleased for they were overthrown into wilderness. They allowed things to influence them. They allowed the nations around them to influence them. They allowed people to influence them. They allowed what they heard. You hear commercials sometimes. They influence you. The music may influence you. Uh, the conversation may influence you. The thing that you're dealing with that you may be fighting against is trying to influence you. They were influenced in the wilderness. And so the Bible said, now these things were our example to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be idol, uh, idlers 
as some of them. As it was written, the people sat down to eat and rose up to play. They sat down, they went to service, uh, they went and they, they enjoyed the service. They sat down and they ate, but then they rose up to play. The inspiration of the Holy Ghost reminds us and reminds all of us that, uh, that about those delivered, it reminds us of those baptized as they pass through the Red Sea. And that baptism was for remission of sin. And so even those baptized by John, let me, let me point this out here. There were those that had been baptized by John uh, had to be or was rebaptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin. John baptized uh, in repentance, but they were rebaptized again in Jesus' name for the remission of sin. And so as we have seen, the name of Jesus is not just for praying and healing, but salvation. And you can take your time and look at that on Acts 4 and 12 and Colossians 3 and 17 on your own time. But Israel sins have been forgiven. Their sins have been remitted. However, many of them did not believe. And you need to understand you can't play with this. Either you're about this life or you're not. If you're about this life, remember in uh, Acts, the fifth chapter, as we talked about it, I believe it's about the eight, the 19th and the 20th verse of the fifth chapter where they were in jail and the angel of the Lord uh, blessed them to escape, brought them out, brought them out, brought them out and told them to go and stand in the in the place of the temple and to let the people know about this life. We are about this life. Salvation is a life changing experience and it is a lifestyle. It is not a sprint, but it is a marathon for the race is not given to the swift. Neither is it given to the strong, but to the one that endures unto the end. There was those with Ezekiel that refused to follow after those that uh, allowed themselves to be overtaken with lust. They allowed themselves to be overtaken by the evil thing. They allowed themselves to get involved with idol worship. They go to church. They pick up. Then they pick up where they left off. There are many that go to church, but they pick up where they left off. I'm going to use something here and it's going to be very candid. and It's going to be kind of explicit, but I'm quoting something that I heard. I was walking, uh, going into the mall and there was uh, some young people that was standing there. and, And so as they went to the mall, and they saw this young man coming. Uh, one of them said, oh, man, there's my nigga. And so uh, the, the other young man feeling ashamed because of the fact that I was with him, uh, uh, hushed them and quieted them down really quickly uh, because it, now it became a bear. Don't you know the enemy will wait for you to go to church? And once you leave service, be standing outside waiting to say the same thing to you. Uh, he don't care if you went to service. If, as long as you come out, you're his companion. As long as when you come out, we're going to get our groove on. As long as when you come out, we're going to do the same thing that we did yesterday and the day before and the day before the same night. Whatever. Uh, we're going to bed together. We're going to dance. We're going to do whatever we're going to do like we did before. He don't care if you go to church. Because we're going to do the same thing. It becomes a pattern. It will become detrimental to your health. It will become detrimental to your emotions and certainly detrimental to your spiritual being. Are you with me, church? And so the Bible lets us know that the people of Israel, uh, they, they fell into a situation. 
where they did not believe the word of God. They did not embrace, embrace the word of God, but they were just churchgoers. Uh, and so uh, there are those that uh, that go to church or they go to temple and they go to worship. Uh, they go to hear and to listen, but they are not worshipers. Uh, I've lived and I've learned in this life. You go to worship the Lord and you go to worship him in the service, in the beauty of holiness, like we are tonight. We're here to worship the Lord and to lift him up above every situation. We need to have to learn how to exalt the Lord, how to lift him up above every situation, even when it feels like you can't, even when it feels like it's weight. Even when it feels like your arms is heavy or, or your mind is just overwhelmed, you have to know how to lift him up above that. You have to know how to bring down every stronghold and everything that would exalt itself against God. That takes practice. As I said, it's not a sprint. It's a it's a marathon. It's something that you learn and you learn by hanging out with those that have been through it. Those that have done that, been through that, those that are that are yet hanging on. And they'll tell you that sometimes it's not easy, but life itself is not easy. People are dealing with things every day. They're dealing with things outside of knowing the Lord. They're dealing with things because that's the way life is. But as they said, or as the commercial used to say, uh, things go better with Coke. Things go better with Christ. Things go better with knowing the Lord. Things go better when we're obedient to his word. My God, bless your name, Jesus. There is a difference in church folks and worshipers. Church folks go and they hear the service. They listen to the service. They listen to the sermon that is spoken. They, they listen and they leave out with what they heard. The Bible said that it's better for us to be a doer of the word uh, than to just be a hearer of the word. Uh, some folks will hear the word. And they're like a man uh, looking in the mirror, see themselves, know the condition that they're in. And when they walk away from the mirror, they are still they forget what they saw. The, you don't want to be like the person that's standing in the mirror and see that booger hanging out your nose. See your hair all out of place. See that 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 something is stick in the corner of your eye. See that there's something wrong and walk away as if there's nothing at all. Forget about what you saw. Forget about that you need some grooming. Forget about that you need some help. Forget about that you what you saw required some attention. Bless your name, Jesus. The children of Israel uh, did not care about what they saw. They became far distant from the Lord. They even thought that they could hide from God. Uh, they didn't know that God had the eyes of an eagle, that he could see afar off. And we need to remember that God sees far off. We need to understand that God don't just see us right now in this moment. He Yes, he sees us right where we are, just like the eagle's vision. He's able to, to zoom in on that rabbit that's miles away or zoom in on that other eagle that's soaring uh, five of 10, 20 miles away. He's able to zoom in and see that God is able not only to see you where you are at this moment, but he's able to see you far off and in the distance. God is able to see you and know what's coming up. God is able to see you and with his protection, with his swiftness, with his power, with his might, zoom in and help you in your situation. 
Ezekiel saw uh, that God was concerned about humanity. Ezekiel saw that God was concerned that his people was once as majestic and as, as living with strength and as powerful as a lion. And he used the reference of the eagle and the lion even throughout the book of Ezekiel to symbolize and to show Israel where they once were and where they are now. Ezekiel saw that God was concerned about the ox and, and used the ox as a symbol, which we know is of the preaching of the gospel and, and the plowing of the heart. Uh, the Bible said the word fell on ground. Uh, some fell on good ground and some fell on hard ground and some fell on, uh, on ground. And, and, and so it, some fell on the ground where it absorbed it and others fell and just laid on the surface of the ground. And when the sun rose up, it, it withered, the seed withered away or the, the birds came and they ate the seeds up and so that person was left without what kind of ground do you have has the ox been able to plow through the field of your heart and to plant the seed the word of God in your heart so that it will bring forth fruit in its season bless your Lord God John the fourth chapter the 20th through the 23rd verse says our fathers worship in this mountain. This is the woman at the well that's talking about, uh, oh my God, bless your name, Jesus. My heart is just so full of, of so many thoughts right now. But our father worship in the mountain. And ye say that uh, that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the father. You worship, ye know not what. When you know what you worship, do you even understand what you worship? For salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such as, or seeketh such to worship him. The Lord is looking for those that worship in spirit and truth. Ezekiel saw the church folks. He was dealing with church folks. And this is the way the Lord described them. He said they were rebellious. He said they were stiff necked, that they were hard headed. They were had the, they, their faces were like flints. And so the Lord told Ezekiel, see that when the Lord laid his hand upon Ezekiel, it wasn't just to, uh, it, it was to condition him and to place him in a position where he was going to uh, need to be in order to deal with the stiff necked people, to deal with the rebellious people, to deal with the people that was hard headed. And I, I know be, uh, people don't like to talk about the hard headed folks, but there are folks that are hard headed, caught all up in their emotions, caught all up in their mind, caught all up in them doing what they want to do rather than doing what God said. That's not good chemistry. That don't work for the Lord. It don't work like that. Ezekiel saw the church folks, but he also saw those that was worshiping. For the Bible tell us in the ninth chapter in about the fourth verse and the 11th verse, it said, and the Lord said unto him, go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that have been done in the midst thereof. And behold, the man clothed with linen, which had the inkhorn by his side, reported the matter, saying, I have done as thou hast commanded me. The Lord told the messengers, told the, the, the ones that he sent down, there was one that had an inkhorn on his side. He said, now I need you to go through the city. And, and there are those that have been marked. 
those that are sealed. Don't you know that God seals you, that God marks you, and that which says that that I'm that you're mine and I'm his and he's mine and, and, and I belong to him. God marks you. God knows those that are his. Those are not church folks. Those are folks that are worshiping in spirit and truth. The Bible said that they were crying out against the, the wrong that was being done around them. Do you cry out and pray against the wrong that is being done around you? Do you uh, 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 dislike uh, it so much that, you know, we've been fasting and praying for throughout February and, and we're yet fasting and praying and seeking God on certain days. And, and so uh, in that fasting and that prayer and seeking the Lord, we should also be praying that Lord deliver those that are that are not righteous. Lord, we should be praying for those that are doing wrong. Uh, this fast, the fast is not about uh, things. It's about the it's about soul salvation. It's about deliverance. So when you come across somebody that God has sent a message to, God can use you as an anointed vessel. He can use you as a tool. He can use you as one that will be obedient, that will reach out to that soul and say, thus said the Lord. Reach out to that soul and, and find out how they're doing. Bless them. God bless you. Reach out to that soul and let them know, you know what, you look like you need prayer or however you feel led to talk to that individual. You know the vernacular that you use with some people. You know, you know how to commute. And God uses that there's no specific language there's no specific way to talk to somebody you know how to talk to the people God knew that Ezekiel knew how to go in and out from among the people and how to deal with them and he was going to use him for that purpose the soul the same loyalty that Ezekiel saw in his vision was now being placed on him when Ezekiel saw the seraphims, he saw a being that was loyal. He saw a being. He saw the being that 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 the seraphims, that they were committed to God. They were so committed that the Bible said that whichever direction they went, they went straight. Whatever direction they were taking, it was a straight direction. We need to take a straight direction. There's nothing that will hinder your path. There's nothing that will hinder your flow. There's nothing that will stop you when you're going straight ahead because God has already empowered and made the way. Ezekiel saw the seraphims and saw that they were four faces, but yet they had one direction, and that was to give God glory. Humans should give God glory. Humanity should give God glory. Uh, the, the, the glory that God places in our lives, we should give it back to him. The Bible said the, the 24 elders fell down. They kept giving up their crown. Whatever majestic, whatever level, whatever place that God position you hold, we need to give that glory back to God. Uh, the God, preaching of the gospel is, is so we freely receive, we should freely give. It's of God. The, the eagle, the power, the swift, the might. Uh, the vision, the protection in which God provides that God has given, we should give that to other souls. We should extend that to somebody else. We should let them know that God will wrap his wings around you and keep you covered. God will protect you and no matter what is going on as long as you are, hmm, you got to obey his word. You got to obey his word. This isn't a name it, claim it. 
This is about obedience to God. And there's no way around that. Ezekiel had the same loyalty in which was shown to him in the vision. Ezekiel didn't understand when he first saw the vision, when he was first, even though he was a minister, now he was being taken to another level of ministry. He was a priest and he was already in the service of the Lord. But now Ezekiel's mind was being messed up because he was being taken into a place where he was going to have to perform and do things that he had never imagined in his life that he was going to have to do. That he was going to have to talk to a people in a way that he was going to have to demonstrate to them in such a way that he was going to have to prophesy in such a way that he was going to see visions and be used by God in such a way that it was going to baffle the minds of the people. God will use the minister in such a way that it causes the people to set at all. God will use the minister in such a way that it keeps the people thinking it will knock you off balance because God is trying to get you back on balance to get you back into the place where he wants you at for soul salvation. I'm going to close with this scripture here. Revelation 8 and 13, it says, as I watched, I heard an eagle that was flying in the midair call out in a loud voice, woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because of the trumpet blast about to be sounded by the three angels. The ego is a messenger. Now, I, I, I'm going to leave this up to you, Bible students, to, to look into this. But Ezekiel was called the ego eye prophet. And, you know, people, we hear messages and sometimes we grab the message and we want to run because it sounds good. But didn't, this is a question, didn't Jeremiah see the coming of Christ? 700 years before and you go back and you can look at that you can examine that like i said is a question for you to uh, to take time and and to see about so is isaiah the eagle eye prophet or is jeremiah now the bible does not i haven't seen a scripture that that calls Jeremiah, eagle eye. Uh, you know, people give Jeremiah a lot of credit because uh, they say, well, you know, the book of, excuse me, the book of Isaiah, the book of Isaiah itself uh, has, you know, it's like a miniature Bible. But what about Jeremiah? You Bible students, you can uh, take a look at that and, and you know, and, and we'll come back to that on next Tuesday as we resume the, the book of Ezekiel, the 20th chapter and see what is being said. We'll take a look at that and understand better. You know, we, we may, may not spend a lot of time, but I, I think that it's interesting to know that God will use whom he want to use. And so with that being said, allow the Lord to use you. Allow the Lord to bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus.
Again, God bless you. Thank you for joining in with us. Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.